uh, two weeks ago before Bill uh, was here. Uh, and you know, the thing with what Justin said about Bill Prankert, one of the reasons we bring in fathers and mothers into the church is to honor what they've done before us. And what Bill has done in, if not the first, but one of the very first Christian television programs in all of Canada. And what he's done just in reaching this nation and the nations of the world and the Inuits and everything else is amazing. And so we honor them just like we have coming up. What's the dates for Bobby? Um, we have Bobby Connor, who is a father, I believe, big father for North America, U.S. and what's that? May 11th to 14th. Samuel Robinson, Bobby Connor, myself are going to be here ministering, but we'll get Bobby Connor, who has a, if you don't know him, Google him. He is a father to the nations and a tremendous prophet. The ability of memory of the Bible is mind-boggling. Every time I sit, I read the word, I read the word, I read the word. But to remember it all, I, I, can, I can throw out a phrase, but to attach that, I, my memory is just not that able in many things. This Bobby, he just sits and rattles off, da-da-da-da-da, first kings, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I'm sitting there, I'm going, God, give me that gift. Give me, and people say, well, you've got to be more in the Word. I'm in the Word. Just give me the gift of remembering these things. It's like unbelievable. So super excited about that. And that's going to be honoring another father. We're going to bless the socks off of him too, you know, when he comes. That's just our heart. Um, increasing the presence. I talked about this. Uh, I'm going to try to keep it shorter. I just wanted to conclude what I had started on the 8th of January, um, that we have to go after the presence. And as I was praying, Lord, do I continue this message today or what? And I had a resounding my presence from the Lord. And so I'm like, okay, we're going after his presence because if we don't have his presence, then everything becomes a war. Everything becomes a battle. Uh, something I wrote here during worship, uh, one of the only things God asked to test us on is giving, but we sang break down the walls. Powerful song, love it. The presence of God breaks all walls down. You can try breaking the walls yourself, but the presence of God breaks the wall. See, David was a small in stature young man, a ruddy, ruddy looking young guy, probably reddish colored type hair, what the most theologians say, didn't stand very tall. It's why there's no way he could fit Saul's armor. It's, it's why everyone laughed at him, because he wasn't big. He was small. But you see, in the eyes of God, big can sometimes do nothing, and small can do much. In the presence of God, it's not your stature, it's not your size, it's the presence. Because the presence is larger than anything else and has all power and all authority in it. So the presence breaks all your walls down, but the presence of God also builds any walls that are needed against sin and death. So in the presence, the fears and the giants, so, so here's David who was in the presence of God. He goes down to break 
bring some food, some things to, the, to his brothers and whatnot, and, and he's literally disturbed by this giant, the Philistines, mocking his people. It bothered him. He was disturbed that this giant mocked his people. Here's little David, shepherd boy. But what was David? He knew presence. He knew about the presence of God. We know that later on he danced until his clothes came off in the presence. He didn't know anyone was looking. But someone had to look because God wanted it written into the Word of God as an example of what he wants his people to be like. Go off into your room, turn your music on, your worship music, and dance till your clothes fall off. And I hope one of your little kids is in, opens the door and sees it. Keep your underwear on, but seize it. Because then it gets written down. Because if you just dance in your room, in this presence, and you don't bring that present out, presence out, it doesn't get written down. God wants your testimony to be written down. It needs to be imprinted and impacted on people's hearts. They don't have to see, they don't have to see you dancing naked. That would be a bad imprint on the head, in the mind, for me especially. I don't like, yeah, it wouldn't be good. I'm a visionary person, and so I'm kind of thinking about that right now, and I'm thinking, yeah, let's get out of that one. But the presence of God will always be written in power of testimony. The presence of God is waiting to be encountered, to be experienced, and to be written and marked in your heart and the people around you. Imagine if people talked about you behind your back. Has that ever happened? And all they could talk about was, wow, so-and-so is just in the presence of God. Like, like they're just always positive. They've always got a solution. They, they actually, there's such encouragement. They're always so happy. Like, there's joy in them. What, what on earth? I mean, wouldn't that be a testimony worth writing about? Instead of, that person goes to church and they're worse than the world. That person, look at that, they, they call themselves Christians and they have no joy or happiness. Why would I want that religion? I think I'll go after the thousand virgin religion. Come on. Look at someone to your right now and show your beautiful shining teeth at them. Pick the, if you had Mexican food, take out the cilantro first. Look to the left and show them your beautiful teeth as well. Just smile at them. We're like, oh no. What if my teeth don't look good? So what? Well, what if I, you know, I, I don't like to smile? Learn how to. Go in the mirror and start smiling. Look at yourself smiling. Freeze it on your face and walk around. Do something that'll bring joy in your life and happiness. Because if you don't, the presence doesn't hang around doom and gloom. The presence isn't doomy or gloomy. 
So the presence can't hang with doom and gloom. It changes doom and gloom to joy and laughter and freedom. If you don't value the presence, you'll never value an encounter with God. You can have an encounter, but if you don't learn the presence in the encounter, the encounters will come and go, and God's not looking for a come and go encounter. He's looking for people that are willing to encounter him in his presence to live within the encounter, to encounter the next encounter, to live within the encounter, to counter the next encounter. Because if we don't, if we don't understand the presence, we can't hang on to an encounter. It'll be, oh, do you remember, Johnny, 25 years ago I had an encounter with God. I'd say, well, what have you been doing for 25 years? Like, you should be living in an encounter. And when we come here, we bring our encounters into this house, and we get to experience uh, the unity of an encounters with God, and there's power and authority in that. Matter of fact, I guarantee you, in the encounters with God, every demon has left. They can't stand it. Because they're doom and gloom. The demons, the devils, they live a life of hell. Hell. You and I live a life of heaven. Heaven. Hell. Heaven. Hell. Heaven. It's simple. Like, it's not complicated. Yeah, but look what we pay for fuel. <gasps> yeah, but I got a car. Look what our government's doing. Yeah, but I follow another government. One that's won the war. And you know what? I don't think they're driving Teslas. I'm not against Teslas. I had one. I sold it, just so you know. But I have a plug-in hybrid now. I think that's the best bet right now, personally. I can, you can go, you can, Canada's not, America's not ready for all electric. Are you kidding me? We've got people in this church that the subdivisions are literally forcing people not to buy electric cars so they can't, because they can't plug them in. The power grid can't handle it. <laughs> yeah, oh, we don't hear that on the news every day, do we? We know the Bible says that everyone is in one accord, so it's probably Hondas up there, and that drives me nuts. <laughs> I want my supercharged Camaro in heaven, not a Honda Civic, okay. or Accord, I should say, but anyways, yeah. <laughs> Two Sundays ago, Acts 3.19, repent therefore and be converted. Repent means metanao, change the way you think and be converted. You can't even be converted if you don't change the way you think, so that your sins may be blotted out. In other words, if you don't change the way you think, repentance, if you don't change the way you think, then your sins can't be blotted out. So if you think the same way you always did in the world or the past, then your sins are still written. Okay, I think that's pretty significant. Why? Why do you want your sins blotted out? So that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord doesn't, conf doesn't live with sin. If we don't change the way we think, we're going to live in continual sin. What's continual sin? Well, grumbling and complaining. It's, it's the sin that kept 
Israelites out of the promises. Oh, I thought it was, you know, premarital sex or fornication. Or, oh, yeah, that, that's sin. It even talks about that in the Bible. But the sin that kept the promises out of the Israelites and a whole generation was no, not allowed to go into the promised land, the sin was grumbling and complaining to where they looked for another God and they raised up false gods. Hell. Heaven. We're not going to make this. Canada's doomed. I mean, the world is going to hell. You're right. The world lives in hell. doesn't have to go there. They're already sinners. But me, I'm a new creation. I'm a new being. It's a simple gospel. I don't have to live in the hell that's going on around me. I live in heaven that's touchable at hand, the kingdom of heaven at hand, the kingdom of God within. That's what we have to go after. It has the answers for every situation. I, could, I, I would like to camp out on this topic for this whole year and see if we can grab an understanding and live with a comprehension of the truth of his word that has set us free. It doesn't say it will. It already has set you free. And if you feel bound in anything other than God, then you are missing the truth of his word. The promises of his word have already set us free if you believe Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you believe Christ as your Lord and Savior, that he died on the cross for your sins and he rose again three days later for your salvation, then you are set free. The war is no longer heaven to the enemy. The war now is your mind. It's the desires of the heart. It's what are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to step into? And if you're willing to sacrifice the ways of the world and step into the righteousness of his kingdom, you will live set free. If you want to entertain some of the world, I'm not talking you can't have a car, you can't have a house, you can't have clothes or shoes. I'm not talking about that. I'm not even saying you can't have money. I actually, my expectation is, we should be the wealthiest people on the earth. We should be plundering Egypt, taking back the money. When they're losing it all, we're going to have the wisdom of God in us to make the investments that others think you're a fool at, and you make the wise investment because God has spoken it into you. And you will plunder the monies of the world. That means literally to take it. But then what you do with it will decide how much you're going to plunder the next day. Because if you just take it and blow it, you're not faithful in it. The word of the Lord is very clear. If you're faithful with a little, I will give you much. If you're faithful with a little, I will give you more. Not even a little bit. The word is Beyond your understanding, it's much. Beyond your comprehension. If you're faithful with a little, 
I will give you much. Psalm 16, 7, 8, I will bless the Lord who has given my counsel. My heart also instructs me in the night season. This is David. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Verse 11, you will show me the path of life if your presence is fullness of joy at your right in your presence is fullness of joy at your right hand are pleasures evermore. Acts 2, verse 25, David says, for David said concerning him, I foresaw the Lord before my face for he is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Foresaw means you have chosen to see him before every circumstance. When you foresee God before your face, you know that everywhere you walk, you, see, you choose to see him and his will in front of every circumstance. And so when a circumstance comes at you, when you turn to look at what's attacking you, you look with his face in front of you, the face of God in front of you. It's powerful. It's powerful. It helps you understand that an attack from the enemy will strengthen you instead of weaken you. And pretty soon the enemy, you know, he, he's not a creator. He doesn't know anything new. He's actually really, really dumb. He's the dumbest of all angels. Satan himself. Because he was so dumb, he thought he could rise up against his own creator and become more powerful than his own creator. That's dumb. So he's not smart, but he knows patterns. He watches patterns. He can't create anything new. He's not a creator, but he watches patterns. If you have the face of God... Go before you. And all of a sudden, you get a little attack on this side. And you turn. <sighs> Boom! The wall goes down before it even hits you. And that little enemy's like, you know what? I can't get at that guy anymore. Let me go after a weak one. Let me look for the, the ones on the fence. Uh, he still tries to get us, but you know what? As Psalms talks about, God sits on his throne and laughs at his enemy. It's why Justin was laughing when he was said, giants, you little giants, and he'd laugh because God actually laughs at his enemy. I mean, that's pretty bad. Like, you think about it. If someone wants to fight you and you start laughing at him, it works. I used to try it back when I was not doing so good in my Christian walk at God. I'm going to beat you up. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Oh, it aggravates them. Gets them so angry. Devil. You're not good enough for that. <laughs> you're, oh, you're a jokester, little devil. You're a lying jokester. No way. You're, you're not good enough. You remember what so-and-so did to you? <laughs> yeah, but you know what? That was so far in the past, it's gone. Because I had the face of God go before me. I had the face of God go before me. And I stand on his word. Because if I don't stand on his word, then I'm always at war. 
I'm always trying to stop from sin. I'm always trying. And then I sin. I'm like, oh God, I feel so sorry. Please forgive me. I'll never do it again. And I, I, I can't live that life anymore. I can't live always asking for forgiveness. I, I got to believe. I got to ask for forgiveness one time and say, oh God, forgive me. And he looks down. You're forgiven, son. And I stand in his word spirit of wisdom and understanding. I'm just reading what just opened in Isaiah. It's not even highlighted. I'm just looking. It's underlined. The spirit of the Lord. It's the first verse. I just opened it. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him and the spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and the spirit of might and the spirit of knowledge. And of the fear of the Lord. <laughs> you lying, deceiving devil. You think you get me? You're dumb. I'm going to use the S word on you. You're stupid. <laughs> He's mocking. Every time you think you can't do something, He's mocking you. It's time to start to realize and understand you slayed a giant here today. Do not let him resurrect in your life again. Kevin said, you'd better cut the head off the sword. I'm sorry, use the sword, cut, you know what, maybe cut the head off the sword too. I don't know, then he can't even hold it anymore. <laughs> cut his head off, then break the head off the sword. That'd be good. Because if we don't, you're just going to live the same and get left behind. Because in this house, we're running, we're running forward. And if you're not ready to run, there's other houses you can find to just sit in a pew. I pray that as we start running, they start running, we all start running that you'll never find a church you're comfortable in. Because the Christian walk is not a walk of comfort. Yeah, you'll be ridiculed, you'll be mocked. Bless your enemies with a smile on your face. Pray for them. But whatever you do, any giant, you know how big that Philistine giant was, Goliath? I don't know. Some people say 9, 10, 11 feet. I've heard 12, 9, 10, 11, whatever bigger than them. One giant against a whole army of Israelites. <laughs> Think of it. It's kind of like this army, this family in here right now and watching online. It's, it's like thinking if I start saying, oh, 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 
We can't do it. Because that demon is too big. We can't do it. And the demons will, ha, 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 look at the, look at the people of God. <laughs> the demon isn't that big. He's only as big as you're making him out to be. He's already defeated. Goliath didn't even know. The Philistines didn't know they were already defeated. But God did. And a lover after God's own heart. A little boy. A little shepherd boy. Well, was he 15 years old? 14? As the giants mocking all the Philistines watched. Little David bring the bag lunch. Tried on Saul's armor. The crazy thing is that they actually let him try on Saul's armor. They were in that much fear. Seriously, people. But the armor obviously didn't fit. David wouldn't have even been able to carry it. And meanwhile, Goliath is chanting and taunting, and the Philistines are laughing, laughing. And you, a David, it's not your stature, it's not your age. I had a young boy come up and give me a hug after the after the worship today. Huh. It's not his stature, it's not his age, it's what he sensed. It's what he sensed happened here. And you, the little Davids, that aren't so small, that have a destiny and a purpose, and Goliath is laughing, Woo! You send a little shepherd boy? You send a little, a little human? Who's not even sure who they are? You send a little one out? He's got a little sling. My sword, David's, or Goliath's sword was probably three quarters of the height of David. Even for him to lift it and cut the head off was supernatural strength. And you go out, and this is what you did today, and you're going to continue doing, because I guarantee you, you don't just have one giant come at you in life. And you walk out. <laughs> That's it, eh? That's what you're here for. You're going to mock me? You're going to laugh at me? Are you serious? You are the most foolish devil. Yeah, I could pick up sticks and stones and break your bones and words will never hurt you. But I actually have something David didn't have. A resurrected Christ. 
So I'm not even going to bow my knee and bend down for you, devil. Because this sword has already taken your head off. I just opened it. And when you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. One thing I have desired of the Lord that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. Let's all stand. I got not even as far as I did two weeks ago in my notes. But who needs notes when you have the words? Let this sword be my tongue. Some of you might need Christ Jesus in your life right now. Then just ask for more. Say, Jesus, I need more of you right now. Some of you need more of his spirit. Actually, all of us need more of his spirit. The Holy Spirit. Then we accept more right now. We receive it. In Jesus' name. I literally can see demons all around, not in this house, staring at this place. That sound that we sang, it attracts the enemy, not to bring them in, but to know that a revival is breaking out. <laughs> the kind of revival of when all those demons watched Christ rise from the dead, they started screaming and yelling. I'm sure they tore their whatever clothes they wore, screamed and yelled, oh no, oh no, oh no. If you're 20 and under, just come up front, please. If you're 20 years old and under, in here right now, just come stand up front. Be bold. Be bold. Come on, big Gasper. Come on up. 20 years. I know majority of the little kids are downstairs. I get it. Come, stand up here. Come on up. Come on up. Little babies, come up. Anyone that's here. If you think you're younger than 20, no, I'm just kidding, I'm joking, I'm joking. I know a lot of our kids are downstairs, but I felt the ones that were in here right now. I want to walk and look at you. I want to say you are a warrior of victory. I want to see your eyes, you are a warrior of victory. Power and authority prophetic voice to hear 
You are little Dawson, a warrior of victory. I want to see your eyes. You are a warrior. David wasn't big. You're going to grow bigger. I know that. But he had faith to believe. Faith that moved mountains. Faith that killed giants. That's what you carry. Know that. You are a warrior. I can see it. Nations under your feet. Faith to move mountains in Jesus' name. You are a warrior. I know enemy tries to get in our heads, but I'm here to tell you, Zion, right? Your name was given for a reason and a purpose. The enemy is a liar and a deceiver. Your joy is in the presence of God more, more, and more. You will actually have the greatest rewards in the presence of the Lord, not the lies of the enemy. You are a mighty warrior. Elisha, double portion, double portion. Walk with faith, walk with power. Walk with the authority that God has given to you because you have a purpose and a destiny that's beyond every lie of the devil. Walk on the truth of the word. Young man, you are a warrior. Victory of increase. I can see you're moving into a season of great rewards and blessings. Everything that happened past is finished and done. But your stepping forward today opens up and unlocks treasures of heaven. Bless him, Father, a David of the presence of God in Jesus' name. Hey, young man, you are a warrior too. You are. I see dust of nations on your feet. I do. Yeah, you know that. You're a little preacher. Bless him. I literally see five stones. You need as a prophetic act to find a little creek with your son and go walk and pull five little, actually let him pick what stone. It might be in a, in a while from now when he's maybe a year or whatever, but, oh, you can go soon and let his hands and watch him pick up a stone and then keep that stone. Let him do that for five stones and hang on to him in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Father, we pray for every son and every daughter that is not here or downstairs serving. We pray, Lord God, fire. This is young people. Get ready. There's a rising up of the youth. There's a rising up of the youth. There's something going to impact and happen in this house with the youth. You guys are foundation to it. Let's go after it. Let's not hold back. And you know what? If your mom and dad don't want to drive you somewhere, you know, to the youth group or whatever, then you look at them and say, you need to drive me there. Take some authority. Father, we pray right now. If you have a son and a daughter that's 20 years and under, let's pray and bless them right now. We bless them, Father, for the warriors that they are. Uh, for the faith to move mountains, the faith to slay giants in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for your goodness and your grace. For every son and daughter 
uncle, cousins that don't know you as your Lord and Savior, we pray for a revival understanding in their hearts to know that they need Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior in this house right now, or you're watching online, you need to make the commitment right now. You need to make a commitment right now. Matter of fact, let's just bow our heads and close our eyes. Two things I'm going to ask. First, if you need Jesus in your life, put your hand up real quick right now. I see that hand. Is there anybody else? I see that hand. Is there anybody else? I just want to make sure. I see that hand. Is there anybody else? I see those hands online. <laughs> I don't actually, but I said I did. So, Father, we pray right now. John 3.16 is very clear. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him, you just have to believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you will be saved. You are saved because you believe right now in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Second question, heads bowed, eyes closed. If you do know Christ and you need to strengthen your life with Jesus right now, there's been so many attacks or you've been wayward or backwards, I already see that hand up. Is there anybody else? Just put your hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. Is there anybody else? I see those hands. Anybody else? Right now, you're saying, you know what? I haven't been living the life that I should have been, and I need more. Put that hand up. Don't hold it low. Put it up high so we can see it. Don't be embarrassed. This is not, no one's looking except me. Don't be embarrassed. This is, and the Lord. We pray for every hand. There's many hands raised right now. We pray right now in Jesus' name. Everyone online as well, we pray in Jesus' name. Revival fire again, fresh wind, fresh move of your spirit in our lives. We are forgiven from the sins. We are forgiven from the attacks of the enemy. We now put the face of God in front of us. We put his presence over us right now. And as we walk on this earth, we will walk with fire and we will walk with revival hearts in the power and the authority of the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for every hand that was raised Bless them abundantly. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Devil, leave these people alone. In Jesus' name. It's interesting. As soon as I said that, I saw people that opened their doors. Slam those doors shut right now, everybody. Don't let anything in your eyes or your ears or your speech, say any door open to the enemy. You just can't live there. Close those doors and open up the one door that Christ is knocking at. Open up your heart to him and his presence. In Jesus' name. I want us all to say we are the army of God. We're going to say it all together. Almost like we chanted, we are the army of God. Let's say it. We are the army of God. Say it again. We are the army of God. Now say it like you mean it. We are the army of God. Amen. Let's thank the Lord. Give someone a hug. Give them a holy kiss on their cheek. No, don't do that. Just give them a hug. And we have a prayer team up front here. If you want per personal prayer, come up front. Otherwise, have an amazing weekend. Rest of your weekend, and we'll see you next Sunday.